They say that a mind is a terrible thing to waste. Well, generally, that's a true statement. But in this case, there really isn't much mind left in D. Scott's head anyway, so the only thing we're really wasting here is your time. Welcome inside the mind of D. Scott. Ladies and gentlemen, we are experiencing technical difficulties. Please stand by. Welcome back to another episode of uh, Inside the Mind of D. Scott, the first episode of 2021. And, uh, you know, I I had been kicking around the idea of maybe doing a podcast on New Year's Day. Uh, I thought about it over the weekend. It's uh, January 4th, by the way, for those of you not paying attention. And well, anyway, you can listen to it whenever you want to. So really, it could be whenever. But recording on January 4th. And I decided to kick off 2021 with the podcast. with a special guest. I, you know, it's been a while since I've had anyone on. Uh, Noah XO, or as I call him, Noah Hugs and Kisses. Uh, we, we found each That's other cool. by mistake, really. He, had, uh, he was wondering, he, for those of you that don't know, he is in the, uh, in the capital region where I, where I do the podcast, where I live. And uh, he had messaged the, the radio station on Facebook looking to submit his music. And I told him to email me, or actually, I just said to send it to me. He sent it to me. We sent a couple messages back and forth. And I said, bro, let's get you on the podcast. Noah, how are you, brother? Good, man. How are you? I am, uh, I am welcoming 2021 is how I am. It's, I, I hope it's welcoming, yeah. <laughs> it, it feels no different than 2020 at this point, Absolutely which, you know, <laughs> I, I did get a kick out of everyone closing out 2020, like, let's get rid of this year. I'm like, you do know that like yeah, January January is going to be the same as December. Like, it's, <laughs> and uh, here in the capital region, it's actually getting worse because I noticed we've had a huge influx of COVID cases, which is yeah, yeah. not a good thing. But, you know, people don't want to wear masks and do whatever. But Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's pretty bad. I see them all the time. But, People not wearing masks? Yeah, man. It's crazy. It's uh, crazy. And I'm like, dude, just put it on. Like, I don't care if you agree with it or if you don't agree with it, but just wear it. Like, why? It's not. The end of the world. It's like, it's so easy to take on and off. And, Most and that's of the just, time I'm wearing it, it's just. Yeah. I mean, dude, nobody's asking you to do It's not like anyone said you need to chop off your arm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know? Like we're not removing limbs. We're not asking you. To, we're, they're not asking people to do anything ridiculous. But then, the same people that aren't wearing their masks are the one pissing and moaning about us not being able to leave the house or you know businesses not being open or whatever. Yep. And then it go. Then they go. Oh, my government is that. Shut up. Just shut up, please. Anyway, we're not here to talk about COVID because let's be honest. Neither one of us have a PhD. Uh, Fortunately and, enough. Yeah, I know. I mean, it had had one of us had a PhD, we probably wouldn't be chatting right now. <laughs> right. I would. I would hopefully be rich at that point. But right. I'm a physician. You know, it's. <laughs> yeah. Next to radio, you have picked possibly the most rewarding and difficult profession there is. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. And I've already learned that, and I'm nowhere. <laughs> Hey man, listen, I've been doing this radio thing for 20 years. I learned it a long time ago. I'm still here. Like, yeah, true. I give it to you. Uh, <laughs> but it, it's amazing what your passion can do for you. Um, it is. It is. And if you got the drive. Now, listen, I, 
I'll jump right into the single, dude. Radio is a great song. Appreciate it, man. It is. It it was, I I listened to it and I'll be honest, we get a lot of people hitting us up. Oh yeah. You know, I didn't expect much, you know, I didn't even expect to fly at first. (laughs) Um, I I'll, you know, and a lot of times I don't, nobody gets much from me. Um, yeah. Only because I'm like, yeah, your boys told you this shit was good. Like I'm, you know, yeah. Like, like, yeah. like I get it that your friends got to back you, but you you got to get somebody that's honest with you to go. Yeah, this is not radio ready. Like you you suck at this. But I listened to your song, and honestly, I think I might have been halfway through the first verse, and I was like, all right, I'm gonna hit this kid back and and see what's going on. And I didn't realize when. I did that you were actually here in the capital region. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've been, I've been grinding around here for a while. Um, I did a name change. So the no XO thing is, is new um, to that song. So when I dropped that song, that's when I rebranded. But then like before that um, I was in metal bands. Um, Like I told you a little bit, I was doing the screaming thing for a while. And like after oh man, you just get so sick of it and it's just like the same thing. And you realize that, you know, you can only get so like big doing that mm-hmm. or you have to make a decision. And I've been saying all my life, so everybody was always constantly pushing me to like, you know, do something with it, do something with it. So like three, four years ago I started doing it and I was so bad. I was so bad. I was like I was a little peep wannabe. And I used to just make terrible music. And, you know, I was one of those people where my homies told me that it was great and Mm -hmm. whatever. But looking back on it now, holy shit, dude, I was really bad. But, you know, over the years, dude, I just spent a lot of time keeping to myself and, like, actually studying, like, structures to today's songs and, like, just kind of seeing what makes songs popular and... Just like I, I, and I know nothing about music theory. You know, you could mm-hmm. you could ask me, you know, anything about that, and I wouldn't know shit. But you put me in front of my computer, and I can make a whole song, mix and master it within a couple hours. Nice. Uh, so, I know. I mean, I, I know a couple of uh, local artists that do all their own stuff, and I mean, I've never really. I've been trying to get uh, my boys JV and Teach, who are actually out of Schenectady. There are a couple of rappers who have been doing it since I started in radio. So, I mean, they've been, oh, yeah. they've been making music for 20 years. They have their own record label that they're on. I mean, it's literally <laughs> just JV and Tej. but um, they do their own stuff right in Jeff's house. Uh, and it, I, I don't know if they know music theory and all that stuff too, but I know they can sit down and, and you know, make a song. Uh, yeah. I know, produ- I know producers in the area, um, jack of all trades who is a friend of mine who does he does hip-hop stuff um vinylcologist who also does hip-hop beats guys i went this to school with. Is filled with producers and and everything but so i don't work with anybody locally at all really uh, yeah like uh that song that you heard uh the beat was made by a kid who lives um i want to say in the netherlands i'm not positive but him and I just kind of went back and forth on that for months. And, uh, like, um, I have a song that I did with, uh, one of Trevor Daniels producers, 
Um, it just, you know, I've worked with some of Post Malone's producers and stuff. Um, unfortunately, that guy was, you know, something else, but I'm not getting into that. But, uh, well, I mean, not for nothing, dude. He works for Post Malone. Like, I mean, <laughs> well, works for Post Malone. <laughs> I, oh, okay. Kind of. Maybe he's one of 15 other producers that are. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He, he probably tracked, you know, uh, a couple minutes worth of stuff. God. I don't know. I don't want to talk bad about the guy, you know. We didn't but, mention a name, so we're good. Yeah, right. I mean, but he's he's hundred percent gonna know because he's a hater. So. <laughs> oh, wonderful. Yeah. Well, whatever. But whatever, you know. He pays. He's paying attention, so I'm doing something. Good. That's good. Yeah, dude. It's funny you say. You know how much how much is in this area because, uh, you know, Travi McCoy is. Yeah, of course. He is actually from like Western New York or I want to say farther North or something like that. And I've had the chance to sit down with him a couple of different times and chit chat. And uh, he did a live at five a few years ago and I got to hang with him. And I, he, I had interviewed him a few years ago, probably like five, six years ago. I'm not sure when it was. He was making a surprise appearance at SPAC for, I think a Maroon five show. And I got the chance to go backstage and uh, talk with him for just a few minutes. And I had put it out on Facebook. I was like, yo, I'm talking with Travi McCoy later. Anybody got any questions? And a buddy of mine, PJ Katz, who I actually went to high school with, hits me up and goes, yo, ask him if he remembers recording in my apartment in Gilderland in the bathroom. No way. (laughs) So I, I, we link up, we're kind of, you know, chatting before we started recording anything. And I go, hey, you know, uh, you know, PJ Katz? And he looks at me and he's like, how do you know PJ Katz? I'm like, oh, he graduated a year uh, ahead of me in school. I went to school with him. I played ball. And from there, it was like smooth sailing. The interview went great. He's, by the way, Travis McCoy is a super nice dude. And he's like 6'8". He's fucking gigantic. And, he, and I didn't realize he was that big. But then when he came back for uh, – for a live at five, I had the chance to talk with him again. And uh, I was like, yo, I was like, we talked a few years back. I'm the dude that knows PJ Katz. And he was like, oh, shit. So it was like we were homies. <laughs> but he was talking about, like, just the music scene in Albany. But, you know, years back, and, and I don't think much has changed. I mean, there's a lot of talent in this area. He's like, bro, I used to come out all the time to Albany just to do open mics and shows. And he's like, the hip-hop scene is bananas. And I'm like, it is. No, it really is. It is. There are a lot of talented hip-hop acts in the capital region. Um, And it's only getting bigger and bigger, you know. And I I hear all the time how, you know, label execs are watching Albany and and all this stuff. I've seen, you know, a lot of of local artists have signed major deals. Yeah. So it's it's getting there. I know some that were were in the area, uh, which are more – uh, my buddy Xavier White X was here, and I think he moved down to the city. He's a hell of an R&B singer. Like this kid is just his voice is ridiculous. Um, he he had auditioned for some of the like the singing competition shows yeah, and stuff. Yeah. Um, and then Joss, Jocelyn Sky moved out to LA, and she's kind of pushing stuff out there and, and doing pretty decent. Um, now with you, but the the first thing as, as we talk about all these other artists. And and not you, which is why I have you here. 
Here's, here's the talk. Listen, I get it. Like, nobody likes to talk about themselves. Like, I, I don't like when people are like, dude, you did. And I'm like, don't, I don't want to talk about me, especially. Yeah. I'm like, I just open the mic and say dumb shit for 15 seconds at a time or whatever. I mean, um, it's good to keep it going, though, you know? <laughs> I guess. Yeah, I mean, it yeah. works. I've been doing something. If they've, they've kept me around for 20 years, so I guess something's going right. Yeah, you good, yeah. <laughs> or I'm the only idiot that was like, that's how much you're going to pay me? Yeah, I'll do that. Sure. I don't really like food on my table anyway. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, Taco Bell. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Listen, I can afford to – actually, Taco Bell's getting kind of expensive too. No, it um, isn't. It's five bucks. You get the box. You get the drink. Well, yeah, I mean, if you – listen, I got a daughter who likes to get, like, the Taco Supremes and, like, the like a gordita thing or some shit. But then it's like – she goes, I want a number six, but then changes the entire order. Oh, yeah, like, so it's, like, 20 more expensive. Yeah. Yeah, like <laughs> – I've ordered like six tacos in her meal and the lady, the girl on the other end of the, the, the speaker's like, that'll be twenty two fifty. I'm like, what the fuck did I order? I'm like, what? <laughs> it's like, oh my God. Anyway, um, so one of the first things I noticed, and I don't necessarily, because we, we chatted a little bit about influences yeah. and stuff like that. And uh, it was it was humorous when you were like, yeah, I'm not really a pop punk fan because what I had said to you was, good charlotte this song sounds like a good charlotte song um yeah. not their not their early stuff not not the uh good charlotte album or the uh lifestyles of the rich and shameless or so like whatever current stuff i don't is that a good it, thing <laughs> no it's it's not a bad thing and the one thing i will give to benji and joel who really do all the work for you know the writing and the and all the stuff for good charlotte is they found a way to kind of evolve yeah so that they weren't really, especially in the lives that, you know, the life that they were living when they were their first two albums, completely different now, especially after their second album exploded. And they were like, oh, well, uh, we're part of the rich and famous now, you know, they're so I, and, and that I liked their songs that were, I like their early stuff. I like their punk, their punky. Yeah. Rocky yeah. Stuff. I, I didn't mind it, but I also I, liked, it was more like, it was like, it was like radio rock too, though. I wouldn't necessarily say it was full on pop punk. Well, I mean, that was the, that was the quote unquote genre that they fell into because it was, yeah. it was the Sum 41s. It was the blinks. It was the good Charlotte, simple plans. And although I, it was funny cause I got a chance to talk with, I hung out with Pierre from simple plan a few times and we talked music briefly at the bar, which it didn't last long. Cause then it was like, we were at a bar. Yeah, um, right. I asked him about like, not necessarily, you know, pigeonholing himself into pop punk. And he goes, bro, I just write songs that I think are good. Like I don't consider us a pop punk band. I don't consider us a punk band. I just try to write music. That's good. Yeah. And I went, yeah. fair enough. Um, but with good Charlotte, I think the early stuff was, like their first album was punk and then they kind of figured out that this is kind of exploding and this is, you know, we kind of need to make songs for the radio. Blink did the same thing. And I, and yeah. I love Blink, but if, yeah, I was never, I was never big on Blink either. Really? Yeah. But it's, it is funny that you say good Charlotte though, because honestly not that long ago, I would say maybe, maybe six months ago, uh, Billy, 
their guitarist. Mm -hmm. Billy um, Martin. He makes, yeah, he makes beats now. So him, right. and I, him and I had gotten in contact like six months ago. Nice. Uh, and we, we briefly chatted. I, I think there was something talked about how I was going to go out to L.A. and work on some stuff with him. But I don't necessarily remember what happened or what the timeline was or whatever. But it's kind of funny, you know. I do have a lot of that influence, but I don't hear it. I don't hear it. Well, I mean, it, yeah, I, like I said, like that, it reminded me of, uh, it, it's kind of like when, they, like their song, Boys Boys and Girls. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, but it was like, because they're like, some of their stuff was still punky, but we were playing it on the radio and then they started making radio friendly songs. And it yeah. was like, yeah. and I went, okay, well, and the ironic thing was, and I don't, and they're Benji and Joel are pretty awesome dudes. Uh, I've, I've again, not to, I've met them a couple of times at shows. Uh, they were they played a show at Saratoga Winners, which is no longer a place. Yeah, and that was right before their second album took off. And they did a meet and greet after, and were signing and like all kinds of shit. And dude, they talked to pretty much everyone that went through. I talked to uh, Joel for like five minutes in the line with like forty people waiting behind me. <laughs> uh, the second time I met them, they were at the TU center and they couldn't be bothered. It was kind of like, uh, and I think what it was, was the first show, it was their fans that were at the show. Yeah. The people that would been with them for a, a minute. The second show, it was, first of all, they had no business playing the TU center. Um, that, that was a, that was a bad booking. Believe me. There was, was it just them? Uh, there was a couple of bands. I don't remember the others. It was a, it was a pop punk show. It was a good show, but the TU is not a huge venue, but too big for that show. I, I think they were expecting more because so like of, more of an upstate concert hall type show. <laughs> more yeah, <laughs> or maybe maybe the palace, maybe. Um, uh, the mid-size venue it was did the it was like the floor wasn't even filled and there was maybe 18 people in the seats like it was <laughs> it was bad i felt so and but but i think they were under the uh the impression that the people that were at that show were not their diehards and so when we did the meet and greets like they couldn't really be bothered to look up and i'm like ah that's kind of shitty but is what it is met them since they've been humbled they're mad cool again, um, very friendly, very personable, and they and that was stuff when they were just the twins touring and doing acoustic shows and what have you. And dude, their acoustic their acoustic shows are fucking ridiculous. Like they're, oh, sure. yeah. they're they are some of the, the like vocally uh, and perform well. The performance acoustically is them sitting down, so there's not a lot to that. But um, yeah. the shows that I have seen they sound as good in concert as they do on a CD, which is rare nowadays. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So, um, so now it, it's funny, you know, as we talk a little bit about your influences and the music that you grew up listening to, and you, you mentioned that you were in some metal bands and stuff. You yeah. were more of a, like a metal dude though. Right. I mean, yeah yeah i mean it was 
it, it's hard to say that I was even just the metal dude because like there was just so much like my grandparents always had country playing and like I don't necessarily hate country but it's not something that I would just usually go and put on myself mm -hmm. but like that and you know like I mentioned to you like the temptations and like Jackson Brown and then it went all the way to Mudvayne and and White Chapel. I don't even know if you know who that is, but like, dude, I I just had so much going on. So, I I it's hard to say that I was one thing, but yeah, I would say primarily I was I was metal for majority of my life. Yeah, I went through the emo phase. You know, the long hair in school that I thought looked good, but it really looked like shit. <laughs> Oh man, hold on. Actually, I have my ID in my pocket and I don't even know why I'm showing this. <laughs> Sorry, well, the good news is is it's strictly an audio podcast, so I will be the only person to see that. Yeah, yeah look, wow. Look at that shit. Look at That's you. bad. That's bad. Yeah. And I thought that good, you know? Well, listen, everybody needs to go through a My Chemical Romance face. That's fine. I didn't listen to them, though. That was the thing. <laughs> I listen to weird shit like Black Veil Brides and and do you even know who that is? No. Yeah, well, I mean, you're a lot older than me, but <laughs> thank you. Well, you know what I mean. <laughs> just, um, but it's funny because, like, I, I I think it's great for you to have a lot of music in your life, but 100%. like you know, like. I think we talked and, you know, like some of the stuff that I grew up listening to, um, not even necessarily grew up with just kind of, I didn't even know it was like part of my life and then like rediscovered it. And I was like, Oh yeah. Okay. Like the four seasons, uh, Frankie Valley stuff, L Richie Valens, Buddy Holly. Uh, I grew up listening to polka music. My, my family's hundred percent Polish. My father, my grandfather and my great uncle, started a polka band and they actually just ended 71 years last December, not 20, 2019 was 71 years as a family band. And they, last time. Holy yeah, shit, man. they, uh, and they, and they wrapped it up, which was good because then 2020 came around and nobody was playing gigs. So it yeah. worked out. Um, which actually I've, I've, I've talked to my dad. I was like, I want to, they have a polka hall of fame. Uh, it's the, Polka, I have to shit. I don't know. I forgot what it was called, but they do have a, a Polka Hall of Fame. And I was like, we need to reach out. And it, you guys aren't necessarily like there's artists that we know that have won Grammys and stuff like yeah. that for Polka. I'm like, you guys didn't do that. You didn't record. But I'm like, how many bands have been around for 71 years? Like, yeah, seriously. Yeah, so, no, seriously. Yeah. but I mean, it's. The influences, and I think it's great as an artist to to have a lot of different influences. Oh, yeah, 100%. Because, you know, the way that I think about it, and, and nowadays, now that I, you know, have more creative control of what I listen to, I, you know, I try not to listen to pop that much because I don't necessarily want it to influence me to that extent. <laughs> mm -hmm. So I feel like all these different genres keep can keep me relevant in the future because you know as the times and the sounds change i'm able to just you know bang shit out like i've written a country song you know i've written r&b songs you know i used to write freaking screamo songs you know i could write pop songs whatever you know rap songs it's just so 
cool to be able to do, you know, all that shit. I don't know, man. It's awesome. It really is. Now, in the in the writing process, do you find like because you can write music, do you feel like you're able to write any type of song? If that makes sense, you can you can like yeah, just kind of write a song. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Like because I, it it doesn't matter what it is. It's just it's it all connects. You know, it's it's all pretty much the same uh, approach. You know, it's it's just matching melodies and uh, pronunciations to genres. Essentially, it's 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 hard to explain, but it's yeah, uh, yeah. You could I could write pretty much anything. Some stuff is harder than others. You know, if if I'm a little rusty, but it's usually pretty easy. No, and I don't want to push. I it's not like I want to discourage you in any type of way, but becoming no. a writer musically if if like the i mean i know artists that are out um actually neo you know who neo is right yeah of course that dude him he he's written all kinds of shit for people that you'd never realize i think bruno oh, mars has done the same thing well, that's where the money is yeah um, that is it's like ed sheeran writes you know songs for justin bieber and, mm -hmm. and other people and that really is where the money is because it's <sighs> If you, you can write, actually, this is funny because, um, do you know who Trevor Daniel is obviously, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, um, somebody on his team, I believe it was one of his managers at one point said that when they were pitching him to record labels, they said that he would never be an artist and he would only be a songwriter. Hmm. So thinking about that, you know, it, it's kind of intimidating to, to a degree, but you know, either way, I mean, as long as you're writing music and having fun doing it, I feel like it's just either way, it's a blessing, you know. I I, I mean, I I can see that. Um, we had an artist in here. I want to be famous, obviously, you know. <laughs> well, there's a way to be famous without having to be famous, if you know what I'm saying. True, true. Um, like I know we had this artist in. Her name was Delacy. And uh, she was pitching her own stuff and wicked cool girl, like super chill, a lot of fun, had her in the studio to, to co-host a show with me and stuff like that. We had a blast. I think her manager was mortified by what we were talking about and stuff, but it was, <laughs> yeah. we had a great time. She actually co-wrote um, a Halsey song. Oh, nice. And it, I was like, oh, no shit. And she was pitching her own music at the, you know, and now she's, now, and I'm like, you know, you see success from, I can't remember what song she wrote. Um, if only I worked at a radio station and could look up Halsey music. <laughs> it's funny you say that. I co-wrote a song for Lil Xan. Really? Yeah, and, it, and you know, it's nothing good, obviously. I mean, it's, it is what it is. But, you know, my, my name's in the credits, and it's done. So, you know, it's something to add on the resume. And apparently I can't spell either. H-A-L-S-E-Y. Uh, there we go. Um, da, 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 without Me is the song that oh, she co-wrote. Yeah, the I mean, it was... World in it? What's that? The one with Juice World? Uh, or just the regular was, version? They might have released a version with him in it. Uh, yep. It's the one that goes... It, 
it's thinking how could how you could live without me. Take it, you could leave. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. <laughs> so she she co-wrote that song, and and uh, then she was pitching her own stuff. So and you know she's but what I was saying about being famous without being famous is if you're writing a bunch of good tunes and making money, wouldn't you rather be able to go to the grocery store and no one know who the fuck you are? <laughs> Dude, yeah, you know, and I've been thinking about that so much lately. And, you know, it's so crazy because once, once you get famous and once your information is out there, people will dig and dig and they will get anything and everything that they can get on you and, and essentially obsess over you. Yeah. So, you know, it's scary to think about, but at the end of the day, you know, you, you worked for that, you know, to an extent, and mm -hmm. it's just a part of the job, you know, just like, just like anything, you know, you, you don't see the Walmart CEO just, you know, walking around at Walmart. <laughs> right. So most of the time, these people, I mean, not that he would need to walk around his own stores. I'm sure he just gets that shit shipped for free. <laughs> you know, you know. If you were the CEO of Walmart and saw the people that go to your store, would you want to walk around your own store? No, definitely not. Definitely not. Like, I don't think that lady's wearing pants. Yeah, dude. It's pretty disturbing. Somebody cut me in Walmart the other day in the self-checkout line. Some what? old guy. Yeah, dude, some old guy. Like, there was, there was a huge line, probably 10-plus people. And I, I was standing in line for probably a good 10 minutes. And this guy, I'm looking away for a second, and this guy just cuts in front of me with his little shopping bag. And, and I'm standing there for a second thinking to myself, I'm like, all right, just trying to remember. I'm like, was this asshole in front of me prior? And uh, I remember, I'm like, no, he definitely wasn't. So I said, excuse me, did you really have to cut me and everybody else? And he turns and stares at me, and then he goes, oh, go ahead. I'm like, yeah, you're right, go ahead. Like, <laughs> you yeah, and the person behind me and all the people yeah. behind them. And the entire time he was staring at me in line. And I'm like, all right, I can't wait to get out of here. So I start walking out to my car and I'm putting the shit in my car. This guy's parked right next to me, dude. <laughs> I'm like, you're going to be kidding me right now. But Walmart, Walmart's no joke. <laughs> no, listen, I, I, I'm out with my kids a lot and it's like, I, there are times where it crosses my mind to be the smart ass that I am to people. And then I'm like, man, we don't know how crazy people are. Like I'm not, especially with my kids. I mean, I'm not trying to get, I'm not trying to get stabbed by myself, <laughs> no, no. let alone trying to get stabbed in front of my kids. Like right, right. And <laughs> at Walmart, you might not even get a real knife. It might be a prison shank. You have no they idea. Might, what's, well, they have the freaking machetes for like five bucks that are this big. Yeah. <laughs> Good yeah, you can you can buy weapons at Wal. That's good too. But you know, if you see someone that looks a little bit nuts buying one of those, and you just go and buy one of those, you know, twelve gauges that they have there too. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they're like buying them, you know. <laughs> yeah. Well, sir, I think with uh, certain rifles, I don't think you need any kind of like what registration. Yeah, I don't. I didn't know that. There's got to be a reason you could buy like a. 12 gauge pump at a fucking Walmart. Like, yeah, that's weird. Cause I mean, well, when I bought my 22, I had to freaking register that thing. Yeah. Stay strapped all 2021, especially in New York state, man, you gotta, you yeah. there. I, the, the process, I know the process to get yourself like a pistol permit in New York state oh. is intense. 
It's oh, it is. I, yeah, because I was I was interested in doing that, and I was talking to the guy about it when I bought my twenty two, and he's like, yeah, it's like a six month process. He's like, you got to go to this class and this class. I'm like, geez, dude. Like <laughs> at this point, it's better. You know, you're better off just buying one on the street. <laughs> I don't condone that on the podcast. I don't. I don't. <laughs> I've never done that. <laughs> Holy shit. Uh, we're going to have to we're gonna throw a disclaimer in here. I do not uh, condone doing <laughs> any kind of illegal things. Although that's the argument when I, you know, when it's a rare occasion that I get involved in a, uh, in a, in a gun safety dispute or, you know, where it's like we start talking about laws and stricter gun laws. And I'm like, yo, we have extremely strict gun laws in New York state. They have extremely strict gun laws in Illinois, you know, where Chicago is. Yeah. Oh yeah. And I'm like, you mean to tell me you think law abiding citizens aren't doing what they're supposed to? They probably are, but the criminals don't care. Yeah. So you want to make it harder for the good people to defend themselves right. <laughs> against the bad guys whom, by the way, drugs have been illegal for quite some time, yet there seems to be some sort of fucking problem with those. Oh, yeah. Oh, big problem. Big problem. You know, and I don't... But, I mean, guns are... Like, if, if you're not a felon, guns are easy to get. Like, I walked in the store, and I walked out with a gun in, like, 20 minutes. Right. <laughs> So it's so easy, you know, and, you know, not that I'm crazy or anything, but right. <laughs> if you were, you know, it's easy. Right. Yeah, no, I, and, and that's the thing, like, I mean, I don't know, you know, not too many people come to my podcast anyway to listen to, for that. Um, I, <laughs> I, I, I definitely think that, you know, background checks and there needs to be some sort of tougher thing. Yeah. Yeah. You know, but like maybe like a mental health screening or something hmm. of that nature. Yeah. That'd yeah. Be a good idea. Yeah, I think that would be I think you know this top. <laughs> I don't know. I who the hell knows. I I listen, if anyone has the people that listen to my podcast, if they haven't figured out by now that shit really doesn't make sense, then it's Well, this is perfect then. All right. It, it's generally all over the place. Uh it's called Inside the Mind of D Scott for a reason. Very true. Very true. This is this is what my thought process is like. It's like music, guns. <laughs> then I'm like squirrel, you know. <laughs> it's all over the place. But um, now, let's go back to your music for a little bit. I mean, what is the? Is there a plan for you? Like, do you have any kind of game plan as far as pitching it, uh, doing it on your own, trying to get a label? Um, you were close at one point. We don't have to say yeah, with who. Yeah. Um, so, um, shit, actually it was 2019, 2019 towards the end of the year, I was contacted by, um, an A&R at Sony, um, when it was like one of my first official songs. Um, and honestly it was garbage. It, it really was. Um, but he sent me an email and at first, you know, when you, when you, when you're going through your email and you see shit like that, you're kind of like, okay, well, this it's probably fake, you know, there's, I get so many of them all the time. And, uh, probably, probably two or three days later, I kind of went back to it and I'm like, okay, let me check this out. And I, I realized that it was legitimate and I was like, Oh fuck. <laughs> and, um, 
you know, I emailed him back and, and, you know, we were talking and he's like, Oh, what are your plans for future releases and yada, yada, yada. And then we ended up hopping on a phone call. Um, and we talked, um, for probably, I don't know, an hour. Um, and he was like, yeah, I just signed 24 karat golden. And at the time I had no idea who that was. Right. I had no, cause he, you know, he was still super small. Um, and you know, we were talking and, uh, he's like, you know, send me, send me all of your stuff. Um, so I can listen to it, um, with my team and, uh, you know, we'll be in touch. And I ended up sending him, you know, and I want to say this is my mistake, but I ended up sending him a bunch of just demos. You know, I, I didn't own the rights to a lot of the instrumentals. I didn't, you know, they were just unfinished crappy songs so at the end of the day you know we kind of just lost contact over time um and looking back on it now i definitely wasn't ready for that kind of thing mm -hmm. um you know I, I know now i know that i'm kind of in a completely different position with my songwriting and, and what i can do so i feel um i feel like once i start pumping out either you know either an album if i decide to put all these songs into one thing or just keep putting singles out i'm definitely confident that um i'm gonna have no problem signing a deal but it's it's all dependent on the deal i don't i don't want to just sign all of my masters away and uh just become a slave to <laughs> a label you know i i, mm -hmm. I want to have my my small bit of uh, independence, but you know, I don't know. I don't know. It, it, I guess we'll just see what happens kind of when it happens. I, I do plan on doing, um, a couple music videos this year. Um, I planned on releasing an acoustic track in about three weeks, but we'll see how that goes. Um, but I have like 20 plus songs just, ready to go even better than radio <laughs> really yeah oh yeah i have i have the next post malone circles in my google drive wonderful i like that yeah. that's a great song it's a great song but i think that i have version two. <laughs> oh, okay fair enough and, and you know and i i kind of like that where it's kind of like you know it seems like there you do have a basic idea of where you want to go with your career and I think a lot of times, especially if you pay attention to the shit that goes on with, you know, the, the struggles that Taylor Swift has had. And yeah, oh, um, even, you know, or even like listening to the stories that Joe Budden tells about dealing with uh, management at labels. Uh, and I don't and listen, I I work with labels and I, I'm not taking anything away from them. Yeah, but, absolutely. You Maybe. know, the, I think the artist having their rights to their own music and, and, and being smart enough to not be, be taken advantage of. It's hard. And I can understand that. I mean, you, because and you, you, well, you think a lot of times too, is you get an artist that's like, you know, you got gigantic record label in front of you wants to offer you a deal. And you're like, all you see are dollar signs, regardless exactly. of, how many it is and exactly. you know it's like dude i mean i think about the shit with like the beatles and how they lost 
the rights to their music and Michael Jackson bought it from Paul McCartney. Like, yeah. And, and they knew it, like they had done songs together and then Michael Jackson went and like stole it right out from underneath Paul McCartney and then owned the fucking Beatles library. <laughs> it's, it's, it's crazy, man. It's so crazy. But you know, I feel like nowadays and, you know, also backing what you said about not, you know, hitting on labels, but nowadays it's a money game. You know, it, it's it's all about relevance, money, and that's pretty much it. And if, if you're not able to, one, you know, have the look, because there are 100% is a look. Mm-hmm. And, you, and you have to, you know, it's just a God-given thing, you know, you, you can't. But two, you know, your image is everything as an artist you know you your music could be subpar but if your image is fantastic then you know then you're going to succeed but labels are constantly trying to take advantage of smaller artists because they don't know their worth right they're they're not looking into the future of hey what could this be worth in the future you know and and labels are just like okay well here's a hundred thousand dollars we we want 95% of of everything that you put out or make and and they're just like okay and they're cool with that and then once once they spend that $100,000 and they're in debt $100,000 to this label and their music is absolutely terrible <laughs> then they're screwed you know right. there's 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 nothing to it so i feel like people are more worried or people artists are more worried nowadays about the immediate um, the immediate payout. They don't give a shit about anything else. They just want to buy the and, and the cars and all that shit. You know, so it's it's super important to just know your worth and, and when you're going into to meet with labels and, and whatever else, you know, lawyer up. Right. Lawyer up. A lot of these kids, you know, they're just like asking their mom, hey mom, is it cool if I do this or, you know, whatever else. <laughs> But, you know, the money that you spend on a lawyer can change your entire life. So, um, and make yeah. sure, find an entertainment lawyer. Don't. Yeah. Which are <laughs> extremely expensive, might I add. Well, yeah, I, I can imagine. But, you know, you don't want to go in. A lawyer is a lawyer. But if you, you, you're dealing with someone that does, like, people's court, oh, like, small. Yeah. Like small litigation shit, murders. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, I mean, listen, a trial lawyer might not be as you know. If you get like a divorce lawyer to, to <laughs> your go deal. over your record label contract with all the fine print that's in that shit, like I'm find sure an entertainment, find an I'm entertainment sure. lawyer, not a small claims court or a fucking you know a public defender. <laughs> oh, and you know the sad part is it's happened. Oh yeah. People or are just no none. Period. They're just like, oh yeah, let me just take that money and spend it. I well, dude, I hate. That. I hate. But it's that it's funny. It's like kind of like people go into it and go, oh, like, how do you not know that there's different lawyers? You don't know that there's a trial lawyer and there's a lawyer for this and there's a lawyer for that and a lawyer. It's like a doctor. Like I don't want to go yeah. to a podiatrist for my heart problem. Like, what is a podiatrist? I don't a even foot know doctor. That. Oh, is it? Oh, yeah. Well, shit. see so you don't want to go see a podiatrist if you're having issues with your heart maybe in 20 years i'll need to go to a podiatrist (laughs) possibly maybe i don't know i haven't been to a podiatrist i don't have any foot problems or heart problems at this point but 
Um, what was I? Oh, it's funny that you mentioned look and, the, and like the look and like the image. And it was funny because the first thing that popped into my head was not necessarily because have you seen Louis Capaldi? Yes, I have. And he has the, the, he has the, the Willy Wonka golden ticket because his voice is just too good for them. He to looks really like a cab driver, bro. That's like, what I'm saying. But, you know, if your voice is that good, then they can't say shit. Right. Like, <laughs> listen, we had him uh, at a couple of our iHeartRadio shows, like the, the, the music festival or yeah. possibly at a jingle ball. And I was watching it on TV and I had never seen Louis Capaldi before. I had heard his music, but I had never seen him. And he walked on stage and I'm like, who the fuck is this guy? <laughs> because it literally looked like somebody from Walmart was on, was on stage. Then he started singing and I was like, oh shit, that's Louis Capaldi. Really? I'm like, my yeah. God, he looks like a cab driver. Well, I mean, even looking at, like, you know, Post Malone, for instance, like, think about when Post Malone first started, like, back in 2015 with the dreads and the and the gold teeth and shit. It's like, that's, you know, that's crazy, too. But I feel like people were attracted to that because it wasn't the norm. Right. It, it's just, like, same with Louis Capaldi, you know, that's not, that's not something that you see all the time. It's like that kid that you know, sits in the cafeteria all the way in the corner by himself playing on his Game Boy Advance. And next, oh, he just becomes famous because he's so freaking good at singing. It's not even funny. Right. There is an exception, but yeah, you know, if you have the look, you're definitely, you have an advantage, a huge advantage. It is true. Um, although, I don't know if you know who Jake Miller is. The name sounds familiar. He had done some stuff, I would say, a few years back where he had uh, this song called First Flight Home that kind of took off um, but wasn't gigantic. Um, he, we, we actually had him here a couple of different times. He played Pride uh, two years ago and stuff like that. Now, and this is not to – I'm not saying anything bad about Jake. Jake is – first of all, Jake is one of the nicest people I've ever had the, 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 the privilege of meeting. Uh, got to go to dinner with him was super cool with my daughter, uh, which was really dope. Like we went out to eat and it was like his rep, his road manager slash engineer, myself and a few other people from the radio station. And my daughter was with me, my youngest daughter. And he engaged her like he stopped talking to the adults and talk, looked right at her and goes, so who's your favorite artist? And like was talking to her about stuff. He does all his own stuff. He does his own writing, his own producing, the whole nine yards. Uh, and you want to talk about the look. He looks like a human Ken doll. And yet, <laughs> but for some reason, he has just never hit that, that stride. To, and I go, yeah. like I, and I listen to his music, and his music is solid, like really solid. Not, he's not, he, I, he doesn't blow you away lyrically. He's not like a, you know, he's not in it. I can't say Ed Sheeran because Ed Sheeran's music is great, but like vocally, yeah. it's not like he has a ridiculous range. Yeah. Um, right. But this kid is good, like all around, but he does it all on his own. And there's just something going on there. And I don't know if it's just the music business being the music business that yeah, he okay. doesn't want to work with 
predict, you know, certain producers or whatever. He wants his own stuff. And don't get me wrong. The kid ain't doing bad. Like he's got a, he was living in New York city. I think he's out in LA now, or maybe down in Florida. Um, and like, I've seen, I follow him on all the socials and shit. And like yeah. his be his Beamer is out of this world. Like, I'm like, where'd you get that shit? It looks like a sports car. Like it looks like a Ferrari, but it's a BMW. And I'm like, Oh, they make those. But then again, yeah, they ate. Yeah, I wouldn't those- know that because I I'm on the radio. So <laughs> yeah, I just sold my Beamer like three, four weeks ago, but it, it, it was a piece of shit. So yeah, well, listen, I got a Nissan. So <laughs> yeah, I got a Dodge now. So it's <laughs> nice. Funny story about uh, about Beamers. This is going back years. Back when the M3 was like the shit, mm-hmm. and I, and I get that they just brought the M class back not that long ago. Oh but yeah. My uh, my roommate at the time was 21 years old, and I don't remember. I, he was he had it in his head that he wanted one, and I'm like, I think maybe hypnotized from Biggie's maybe getting in your head a little bit that you need the Cherry M3. <laughs> Because you're 21. So he found one, okay, that he could afford. And me and my other roommate who were like best friends were like, dude, don't do it. And he's like, but I can, but, and I'm like, we both were like, bro, I don't care if you can afford the car. You're 21 years old trying to buy a luxury sports model Beamer. Yep. Your insurance is going to be fucking oh, yeah. And not even that, dude, like owning, I had a 2008 and the thing was a piece of shit, like super piece of shit. I put $8,000 into (laughs) repairing that thing and no joke, four months. And it was, I was polishing a turd at that point. Like it was (laughs) really a terrible car. Just if, and if you buy a car that expensive, just the repairs are just way too much. It's just not, it's not even worth it. Foreign, foreign cars require foreign parts. So yeah. Yeah. Um, but my, my old roommate came back to us after finding the car and talking with his insurance company and stuff. He goes, dude, the insurance company said my insurance would be X amount of dollars a month. And me and my other roommate just looked at each other and we we're like, yeah, man, we told you that you're under 26. You're a liability with a sports car. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, what do you, th- so, but Anyway, that really is. Again, there you go. Welcome to Inside the Mind of D. Scott, where we just <laughs> we've been we, all over the place. <laughs> so let's uh, let, let's get into what's next for you. I mean, I know you got you you, you kind of told us you have a library of songs and possibly yeah. the next Post yeah. Malone. Um, I mean, what's next? It's it's just a bunch of planning, really. I mean, the hardest part about being an artist is financials. Mm-hmm you know, living, living with the amount of bills that I have. And then, you know, promotion is not cheap at all. You know, we're talking thousands on thousands of dollars to see anything. Right. And that's pretty much it. You know, it's just a matter of getting the money together to put these songs out the way that they're intended to be put out. Because, you know, and, and this applies to around here, too. And a, a lot of the things that I see are artists feel that they can just throw something on SoundCloud or, um, you know, any anywhere, really, and just blow up. They feel like they're entitled to it. You know, they, they feel like, okay, well, you know, if he can blow up and he can blow up and, 
whatever, then I should be able to blow up too. But it's not, it's not even that. It's, I feel like I'm getting off topic again. But yeah, um, plans, um, just drop as much shit as I can this year because during COVID, you know, that's what everybody should be doing. Uh, people are home. People have time to, to listen and to, to interact with you now. Um, and that's, that's the only way to make money right now too. You know, it's not that I was making any money doing shows or anything like that, or that I've really made that much money period. Mm. But you know, like through these times I've been writing songs for so many other people. Um, and you know, it, it's just been, I, I, yeah, my stuff's kind of on the back burner right now. I'm just trying to get the funds together to push everything out, you know? Which, I mean, it's, if there is a good thing about what's going on in the world right now where we can't really do much, um, I think planning is good. If you have all your ducks in a row yeah, yeah. prior to you launching, launching, not a bad that's, thing. That's the hard part is you have to have so much content to where you're oversaturating everything. And, you know, nowadays everything's just so overpopulated that it's so hard to even stand out so if you don't even have enough content mm -hmm. then it's just not even worth it so i you know i don't want to rush anything um you know i've been taking my time kind of sitting back over the past two years and just perfecting everything in the background mm -hmm. so that when i am ready to come out with it it's just kind of you know i'm killing it kicking ass right are you uh, are you on tiktok I am. I am on TikTok. I just started doing this thing um, where I'll take famous songs and uh, I'll add features to them. Mm -hmm. um, so I did one for uh, that Mood song by 24 Karat Golden. Um, and he, he just put out another song too called Coco uh, with Baby, And I put one on there too. And, you know, I, I got a little bit of buzz behind him, but it's, it's, it's so... TikTok is so confusing because... You know, you, you see the dumbest shit blow up or, or the most random shit blow up. And it's like, when things should actually blow up, they don't. Right. And you hear people say, oh, it's so easy to blow up and, and yada yada. But it, it has nothing to do with, like, you can't make yourself blow up. You know, the algorithm has to work in your favor. And you actually have to have something that's worthy of people interacting with. I mean, but, and, and because where I was going with that is if you put, if you're constantly putting out content on there, especially musically, where I've seen quite a few people gain some sort of traction, at least a yeah. little bit. Yeah. Um, actually, I had a guy on my podcast. His name is Danny White, this kid from Boston who is a rapper. And I don't put a lot of content out on TikTok, but I watch a bunch of stuff. Yeah. Um, and I don't have like I haven't found my pocket for that. Like I'm just kind of like posting the shit. same boat. Yeah, I, I, I post golf videos. Like next, you like it's like so I'm like I'm all over. But I stumbled across this kid Danny who was he posted a video of him sitting in his car, and he just dropped a verse that he had written, and I listened to it, and I you know I watched the whole video and then I messaged him like because. I spend some time listening to what Gary V says as well. Oh yeah. And, uh, and, and I kind of, there's some stuff that I listen to and I'm like, 
I, I don't know, man. Like you have the time to do all of the shit you're talking about. I'm like the rest of us have to like work a, a <laughs> yeah. job and then try to find time to do all this other shit. Yeah, um, exactly. But I messaged this kid, Danny, and I said, listen, man, I got a podcast that I do. Uh, it, you know, I'm not going to make you famous on my podcast. Just so you know, I'm not going to make you famous on my podcast either. Oh, damn, uh, really? <laughs> <laughs> sorry. It's, I'm not quite Joe Rogan yet. Oh, man. Like, so I'm not getting a $20,000 check? <laughs> I'm not even getting that a check. Like, it's just shit. Um, yeah. But I said, listen, man, I'd like to have you on just to tell your story. And what, what caught me was Danny has Tourette's. So, and he was rapping about his, what he deals with as yeah. and kind of the misconceptions of that people have with Tourette's because most people just think it's, oh, shit, fuck. Like, you know yeah, what I mean? Right. But right. there's so much more to it. So I, I had him on, which I, like I said, I found him on there and I caught him just before he blew. So now he's up to hundreds of thousands of followers on TikTok. Oh, yeah. But he's, he's constantly, constantly putting out um, on content on his stuff. And I like your, uh, I like your, your, there you are. That was, that was like, oh, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Like, oh, default. Okay. Um, <laughs> but so, and that's, that's why I said, like, if you were on there, because it's still, I don't think, although there's a lot of people on TikTok, I still think that there, it, it really hasn't hit its groove. Um, oh, absolutely. Absolutely. But the I mean, algorithms so, are the algorithms are are amazing because the way that it you know unlike Instagram and like Facebook if if you don't post on Instagram for a long time mm-hmm. the algorithm just kind of says all right screw you we're not really going to push you out to that many people but it doesn't matter how many likes you get or how many um, followers you have on TikTok every time you post the algorithm you know regardless it, mm-hmm. it gets put in the same exact spot it doesn't right. you know issue for it. So that Although is cool. I, Very niche. It, I, I mean, I see a lot of people that are quote unquote influencers on TikTok that do complain about like the shadow ban. Yeah. All of a sudden like their views are, they're going from like, you know, hundreds of thousands of views in a day to like 50, 200. Yeah. And they're like, what? I'm not doing anything different. What happened here? So I don't, and I, I listen, I don't know the first thing about algorithms. I don't understand that shit. I just know like, my Facebook, I see shit from like last Thursday and I'm like, what? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> like, why am I? And then I like it and I look like a goddamn stalker. I'm like, I didn't yeah. mean, I didn't mean to like your post from last month. It just showed up. Like what the, like you saw the date, damn it. <laughs> a lot of times, but if I'm on my phone, I'm not even checking. I'm just like, I look at something. I'm like, click. Oh shit. I'm like, <laughs> Oh, that was from three years ago. <laughs> yeah, I was like 20. The date on that is 2017. <laughs> I didn't mean to do that. Yeah. <laughs> looking like a like literally looking like a stalker oh yeah it fits that far back yeah <laughs> so yeah and you're like oh shit or accidentally double tapping on an instagram post when i'm like trying to scroll through yep. my goddamn phone doesn't move and i'm like D- i didn't want to like that shit my eyes unlike it yeah, yeah. Like, I, <laughs> but they still get the notification yeah <laughs> yeah fucking oh well what the hell I, i'm waiting for the message on facebook someday and be like did Why'd you, you like my shit from three years ago? <laughs> just like it and unlike it? I did. I didn't mean it. I didn't. I, I just, so I just clicked off of it. Must have been I a glitch. It wasn't me. <laughs> yeah, I didn't even like it. I just, I hit the button by accident. So I unliked it because your, your post was stupid. How about that, fucker? <laughs> How about that? Your post was dumb. So I unliked it. 
Oh, that's a that's a that's a shot. <laughs> Listen, I've done shit where I I accidentally like I I saw something and went to like it and unliked it because I had already liked it. Oh man! And I'm like, oh shit! So I like it again. That person's oh, probably no. going. The fuck? Like Those that? are friends, though. It's not like you know, like some weird, like it's not some random. Yeah, girl. yeah. You know, it's like a buddy of mine who's probably just going. Well, that's D B and D. He's dumb. So, but listen, man, it it has been an absolute pleasure talking to you. Yeah, man. Same to I, you. Uh, I look forward to, to what goes on in your career. I think first and foremost, I think you have a, a great head on your shoulders for this business. Thank you. Um, especially for being young. Yeah. Which is is good. Um because it is. <laughs> Being young is good. That's what I hear. But according to Terry, I mean, it still sucks. You know, I still got to pay bills just like everybody else. <laughs> right. Well, listen, according to Gary V, you got one thing that a lot of us don't have, and that's time. That's true. Um, Unless so I die. You know, then. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's kind of how it works. Like, <laughs> but. So, yeah, it is how it works. It is. <laughs> like, you have all the time until you die, and then you're out of time, I guess. But. Um, <laughs> You are <laughs> but in in theory, um, you have nothing but time. As I said, you you seem to be an extremely intelligent person, not just with the you know with everything. Although I've only spent like an hour talking to you, but you can get a you can get a gauge of a person's yeah 100%. mental, mental 100%. capacity. You don't seem like an idiot, which is <laughs> yeah. I mean, sometimes you know. <laughs> we all have idiot moments okay oh, it's yeah. when it's when that becomes a pattern <laughs> that you're actually an idiot like i mean I'm, you know people call me an idiot but whatever <laughs> you know people that know you or the people that don't know you both <laughs> all right that, that's a fucking problem that might yeah, <laughs> be... <laughs> i gotta figure something out here but <laughs> well i mean but, but like i said it, it's a and it, it, to do idiotic things repeatedly is a character trait. Uh, to do it every once in a while, we all do dumb shit now and then. Yeah, 100%. I say dumb stuff all the time. Ask my friends. People that I oh, hang yeah. out with, they're like, they're like D's an idiot. Yeah, yeah. They're you know, like, D's an idiot. And I'm like, yeah, but if you talk, to, if we're in a hangout, like a hangout scenario, my goal is to kind of make sure everyone's entertained. Yeah, me too, honestly. Yeah. Which is, <laughs> but it's a blessing and a curse too, because you it always is. feel like you're on. Being stupid, being stupid, making dumbass jokes. Mm -hmm. People look at you like, what the fuck is this guy talking about? But I'm laughing at my own jokes. Right. So. <laughs> Listen, if, if people are laughing, I mean, as long as they're not laughing directly at you, Right, right. You know, and, I, and that's yeah. kind of my goal is when we're all hanging out, I try to make sure everyone's laughing and, and, and I'll just kind of – I catch people off guard with some of the stuff that I say because, you know, it's – Me too, man. My, my personal sense of humor and the stuff that you get anywhere else. Pretty dark. Mine's pretty dark. Yeah, things yeah. are different. Like, I'm like, listen, yeah. if I'm in a this, setting where I know everyone, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. you're, you're going to look at me and go, what did you just say? And like, yep. did you, were you really surprised that I said it? No. Yep. Okay. But I'm not trying to put that sense of humor out there for everyone. Like people are going, oh. no, definitely not. I got an image to maintain here. I got to keep it family friendly. Right. 
Yeah. And it, listen, and it's like, if you hear something on here and I'm like, if you listen to the podcast and I'm saying like really messed up shit, telling jokes. And then you're like, this kid's on the, this guy's on the radio. I'm my, we're not listening to him or we're not listening. Totally we're not letting my kids listen to him. So, but totally different. But I'm not quite sure where I was going with any of that shit. But whatever. I don't, you know, I don't know either, but we'll just go with it. We'll go yeah, with it. No, but no, I definitely, uh, I definitely wish you nothing but the best. You are welcome on this podcast yes, whenever you'd like. Oh um, yeah, man. I appreciate that is, very much. More, more times than not, that ends up being an open invite for anyone that I've had on my show. I've yet to run into someone where I'm like, I really didn't enjoy talking to you. <laughs> but it's, no, it's, it's, it's my podcast. So like, I, it's not like I have someone, I don't have handlers. I don't have anyone booking anybody. Yeah, right, right. I'm making all the connections. So that's why, you know, and so Absolutely. I will, uh, I will gladly have you on. Definitely oh, yeah, stay in contact with me. Uh, Absolutely. And I'll do the same. No, and uh, the the deal is, I will end the podcast with your sh- with your song radio. Okay. So this will we will we will say goodbye, and your song is going to play for the fourteen people that might listen to my podcast. Hell yeah! <laughs> which is which might be fourteen other people that might not have heard of you before. So hey, exactly. And I guarantee you, it is. So. <laughs> so listen more. Pencil fans. There you go. I, listen, I, I don't see anyone listening to your song and thinking, mm, I can't fuck with that. Like, I just don't. I hope. I, I hope. I don't see you know, nobody, nobody said that to me yet So about any of the songs that I have. So, you know, I always tell my friends, keep it 100 with me. You know, right. you're my friend, but this is my fucking life. So, right. <laughs> yeah, don't, whatever you do, don't feed me a bunch of bullshit because I don't want to pump out trash and have other people tell me this sucks. Exactly. Exactly. So, but no, but, I, uh, first of all, it's good to hear that people are saying that I would love to hear some other music. Um, yeah, man, I'm definitely going to send you, uh, I'm going to send you some demos, man. <laughs> nice. That will get you nowhere. Like, <laughs> no, at least with me, I mean, you got a, you already got a fan. Like I, I'm, like I said, I mean, I, I definitely, I definitely, I definitely fuck with you. So it's, uh, it was great talking to you. Great talking to you, man. Awesome. So here's the deal. This is Noah XO. I'm going to sign off. We're going to say goodbye. And this is his song radio. Check it out uh, and support him in any way you can hit up your socials real quick so that people can find you. Uh, at Hey, Noah XO on everything. Okay. There you go. That was, that was easy enough. Good. Hey man, you got to make it easy. You know, that's true. Listen, I got like different tags on all my socials. I'm like, why did I do that? Why labels look for that you know (laughs) that's true that is true so there you go it's hey noah xo on all socials you follow him do what you got to do support this guy uh and this is his song radio noah xo thank you so much thank you man
top down boulevard is where you headed to, girl. Yeah. I can hear you pumping and bumping, and now my heart won't stop thumping out of my chest because of you. You already know that I'm the one for you You can just deny it and hide it and try to fight it But there's nothing that you can do The heart wants what the heart 